Hello and welcome back to the Nest and Inside the Eagles live show. Thank you guys very much for joining us today. Uh, what day is today? Friday, uh, February 2nd. Um, you guys, uh, let's just get this out of the way first. Let's get this out of the way first. Just a little housekeeping stuff. Uh, the show is now, uh, we got it. We got an audio version only. Um, and if you're, if you've been here for, for a minute, um, and you're, you're able to keep receipts as I am, um, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to do the same deal as I did earlier in the season, earlier in the season. And it still goes with that one too. It was actually in the off season. I said, if we could get, uh, uh, uh three YouTube videos in a row consecutively on YouTube only, not on Facebook, but on YouTube only three consecutive videos with 500 views each. I was going to drink a cup of my own piss. I'm going to extend that. I'm going to extend that. Your boy, Jake Beckman. I'm going to extend that currently right now. Uh, somebody, somebody, somebody write this down. If anybody's watching this, you got a sticky note right next to you. Write this down on the sticky note and, and remind me, shoot it to me, uh, a picture of it or something like that. Remind me that it's this exact day on, on Friday, February 2nd. Okay. If we can get either on Spotify, on Apple, we'll actually add those two together. If we can get, let's start small. Let's start small. If we can get 50 reviews, 50, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for a lot. Let's get 50 reviews on, on, uh, on Apple and Spotify together, added together, 50 reviews on Apple and Spotify. I will drink a cup of my own piss. I will drink a cup of my own piss. I've done it before. There's a video out there of me drinking my own piss. I'll do it again. I have no shame. I have no shame. This is the this is what I'm willing to do in order in order to get in order to get the good word out there. I have no shame. I'll drink a cup of my own piss. We get to a thousand, I'll eat a piece of shit. I don't care. I'll do it. I don't. I have no. I have no shame. And I know my word is my bond. Without it, if I if I have nothing in this entire life, it is that I I, I stick to my word. I'll drink a cup of my own piss. Uh, not I'm not saying it right. I'm saying just a cup of my own piss. I'm not saying temperature wise. The last time I drank my own piss, it was cold. I cooled my piss in order to drink it. I'm not drinking hot piss. I'm just saying we get 50 reviews, both Apple and Spotify added together. Both of them added together. I will drink a cup of my own piss. A thousand right now, as of now, if we can get a thousand between now and the start of next season, I'll eat a piece of shit. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if you want to find it, it is on, uh, it is on Apple. Uh, it is on, uh, it is on Spotify. I believe, let me pull it up right now. Uh, it's just, uh, inside the Eagles here. Let me see if I can share my screen for you kind folks. Uh, share screen. Let's see. Uh, it ain't doing it. It ain't doing it. Oh, what if I do window? There we go. How about that? How about that? Now you guys see it. That's what you're looking for on Spotify. That's what you guys are looking for on Spotify. All right. Find that 50 reviews on both that and on, on Apple. And I'll drink a cup of my own piss. Uh, Brandon is here now. Uh, I'm sure that he's excited to hear that. Brandon, how are you doing today? I mean, I'm, I'm doing good, but what, what did I just hear you say? I'm I sorry. Extended, I extended the piss bet. I extended the piss bet. You know, before I said that it was, it was uh, uh, 500 views on a YouTube video on three YouTube videos in a row on YouTube, not on Facebook. Cause I know we get there on Facebook, but on Spotify, if we get to 50 reviews cumulative between Spotify and Apple, I'm going to drink a cup of my own piss. And and what was the other one? Because the other one caught me more off guard. Yeah, uh, if we if we get to a thousand reviews by the beginning of the uh, next football season, I'll eat a piece of my own shit. So, what? <laughs> 
I don't. I don't think. Listen, it's a challenge. I stick to my word. I. I, I don't care. I, I've, 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 if I've, I've no shame, I will humiliate myself in any way as long as it's for the people. You're, you're insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not great. It's not great. What's Shoe Nice up to? A guy that got used to do all the YouTube videos of him just like drinking like turpentine. You ever heard of Shoe Nice? You might be too young for Shoe Nice. I, I, I might be. Well, when was he around? Ah, uh, man, this is like, this is like, two thousand. Like like 2010 ish, I believe Shoe Nice is probably in his like prime. Look up Shoe Nice videos. The guy the guy would just like drink just like in like all at once, just down like a, a handle of of like whiskey. I believe like one time he just like ate thumbtacks. The guy is crazy. I think I was nine years old. Okay, so pro- probably probably didn't, probably didn't watch a grown man eat thumbtacks. No. All right. Well, what are you gonna do? That's where we're at. Um, you weren't here on Monday. On Monday. I uh, did, I believe I did Kellen Moore talk. Um, and I believe actually the last time you were on, when was the last time you were Was that last Friday, maybe? They had not yet hired either coordinator yet. Either coordinator. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, let's 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 try to center it. Let's go defensive first on Vic Fangio. Okay. I would like to hear your, your Vic Fangio thoughts. The Fangio one is very interesting, right? Because in theory... Fantastic hire, right? You're getting a great system that has evidence of working in the past that has shut down multiple NFL offenses year after year. So in theory, it's a great hire. Correct. We talked about the potential drawbacks of what that would be yep. with the potential you know, roster issues that the Eagles have on defense. And another thing that's been brought up, and as I've looked into it more, it's very interesting – Seems like a lot in the NFL offense has caught up to the Fangio system. That is correct. Yeah, and that's it, one. And that's one thing. It, okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it seems like it's not as effective. But let's face it, right? And and this is where I fall with it, and it'll tie into a bit of the Kellen Moore stuff too. The fact that they were still able to get Fangio right after firing two coordinators that were there for a single year. Hmm. You weren't getting much better than that, right? And I'm yeah, not saying that I'm not saying upgrade. yeah, and, and I'm not saying that it was a bad hire. Please do not misconstrue that. But the fact what I'm trying to say is the fact that they still got Fangio after that situation, after everything that happened between Desai, Patricia, how that whole situation went down, that's a positive, right? Yep. And I'm excited to see how the philosophy of the Eagles flips this offseason now, specifically on defense, right? Are they still going to address trenches early? Or now is it, hey, we need linebackers and we need cornerbacks. We need to address those early. So so my my, my two thoughts there, yes, the Fangio system has kind of been found out. It's like uh, uh, in college, a team playing a service academy, you only have to prepare for a Fangio defense like one time. and uh, or, or with the service academy, you only have to uh, uh, prepare for a uh, an option offense just the one time. And that has kind of been found out since the what what, what year was the twenty sixteen Bears? Is that what it was? Um, I think it was around that range. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, the thing with it though is that yes, that system has been found out. But mm, Sean Desai was a Fangio guy. Sean Desai is not Vic Fangio. So exactly. It's like it's like yes, you're getting. Technically, you're getting the system, but you're getting you're getting the guy. 
you're not just getting you're not just getting some 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 guy who spent two years with them. You're getting you're getting the guy who did it. The guy, and I have more faith in in a guy who developed a system uh, to be able to kind of uh, play around and and kind of. Uh, maneuver any potential lack of talent on the uh, Eagles defense. So that's that's one thing that I have with that. But the other thing is that you're also hiring the guy, Vic, and it's along the same line, you're hiring Vic Fangio. You're not getting a guy like Sean Desai where things are coming out like people didn't like Sean Desai. They didn't like how kind of passive he was. They didn't they didn't like the way that his community you're getting you're getting the crunchy. You're getting the hard ass. You're getting this 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 for lack of a better term, dickhead of a uh, defensive coordinator. And that's a good thing. I want my defensive coordinator to be a dickhead. I don't want him to, I don't want him to come out there like, like Matt Patricia did and be like, Hey guys, how's it going? I don't want him to come out there. Like, like Sean decide be like, hello. Like I want him to come out there and be like, why the, why the F am I here? Like you, you ask me your goddamn questions. I, that's what I'm kind of looking for in a defensive coordinator. And also when we're talking about Nick Sirianni, if we can take it for what it is, and I believe it to be true with him being the head coach of the team, you get an older guy in there who's going to be able to set him straight. So that's kind of I like the person Vic Fangio in in the building as well. So that's that's kind of where yes, you're getting the defense, but you're also getting you're also getting the nutbusters to to kind of set the team straight when it need when that needs to happen. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, no, it it, it makes absolute sense, and it's very once again it's going to be very interesting to see how the Eagles go about it because like you said. You do have a hard ass like Fangio in that building. How is he going to react to how things went down? And how do things change with him in the building? All things considered, if you say it's anything but a good hire, I think you're lying to yourself. It's an upgrade. Yeah. like it, It's 1,000% an upgrade, right? Yep. But I'll truly stand on if you're saying it's anything but a good hire, I do think you're lying to yourself because it, who who else were you going to get that was going to mesh with a head coach there that let's face it could potentially be a lame duck head coach. We don't know. It all depends how this season goes. It's just a very, it's a very interesting situation. The Eagles have put themselves in. And I think Fangio is a really good hire considering those circumstances. Yep. Yeah. And especially since he's spent time in the building with Nick Sirianni uh, with less, what's the word for it? Less uh, responsibility. Maybe is that the word Uh, when he was the assistant in, uh, in 2022? Um, he kind of knows Nick Sirianni's tendencies, and now that he actually has more of a, a real voice, I think that I think that's overall a good thing. Um, yeah, absolutely, Kellen Moore. Do you have Do you have Kellen Moore thoughts? I'm very very interested to see what he brings to the table because this is the ultimate lit- litmus test of is it the coordinator or is it the coach, right? right. So, what do I mean by that? Well, we have talked here on this show about how the Eagles' offense is Nick Sirianni's system. That he wants to take the blame for it. He wants it to be his system, run his way, and basically use the offensive coordinator as the conduit for that. I think conduit's the right word. That's a good word for it. Brian Johnson was a conduit for the Nick Sirianni offense. The Nick Sirianni offense did not work frequently last season. Bringing a guy like Kellen Moore in, who, as Eagles fans know, did a really good job helping to develop Dak Prescott and, and engineered some great offenses for the Dallas Cowboys. 
is he bringing that offense there to Philadelphia? Is he meshing it with certain elements of the Sirianni offense, whatever you want to call that? Or is he another conduit for Sirianni? That's what I'm most interested to see because wherever that answer falls, you're going to get two different reactions from me with this hire, right? If you're just getting another conduit, but you want a guy that maybe brings a bit more to the table, then this hire, I still I like it because I think he'll work very, very well with Jalen Hurts in addressing the issues that he had last season, right? But if he was hired to bring a lot of his system over and what he does well and what he does with offense, then I think the Eagles are also going to have a lot of issues fixed that were from the overall sense of the offense, whether that be not scheming up targets for their best players, not using the middle of the field, not using RPOs. Overall, falls into the same category as the Fangio thing for me. You are lying to yourself if you don't call this an upgrade or a good hire. Considering the circumstances, they did really well getting Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore could have went a lot of different places. Yeah, I mean, think a, a year ago this time, Kellen Moore was like one of the hot names. Like I, yep. I, I, I haven't, I didn't, I mean, admittedly didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the Chargers offense because it doesn't interest me even a little bit, um, or at least it didn't last year. Um, but like, I'm, I, I don't, I, I, I'm guessing things with that offense. I mean, I know injuries were a big thing for them, and a lack of an off- offensive line was a big thing for them. But uh, yeah, I, I, do you know why that that kind of hype fell off? Were things blamed on Kellen Moore? Well, also, I think uh, Staley getting canned. Well, that meant, yeah meant. <laughs> I mean, the head coach got canned. I don't think they were going to keep Kellen Moore regardless. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you really look at it, right? Offensive line was decimated with injuries. Yep. The wide receiver room was torn through with injuries yeah but quentin johnson was a first round draft pick is it the offensive coordinator's job to <laughs> develop like that that's the thing right right Qu- quentin johnson did not play well <laughs> justin herbert would hit him a lot of times down the field and he just simply wouldn't catch the ball <laughs> or fun. there's a reason why they didn't they didn't play him early in the year because he wasn't progressing that well so you can look at it as you know the scheme wasn't that good and didn't really help the Chargers offense, or you can look at it as, you know, a banged up Eckler, a banged up Herber, a wide receiver room that basically had Quinn and Johnson as its headliner at the end of the season. Like we're talking an injury riddled season compared to other injury riddled teams. Right. But yeah. And and because of that, they underperformed and he's the, he's the Delta He's the change with the team so that, yeah, I could see how that, yeah, yeah I, I I feel like the the Austin Eckler ruthlessly underperforming compared to how he did the previous, wasn't he like the leading touchdown scorer the previous two years? And yeah. then, yeah, that's good. It's, drafted it's, first it's, overall. It's also hard to give a gauge when it's simply like one season right. of a guy, right? When it's one season of an offense and you still have all those injuries, you can't really gauge what that offense would have been like if everybody's healthy. Right. So it's it's tough. It's very tough. 
Yeah, yeah. So, and and that was that was kind of my. Uh, I, I mentioned this on 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 Monday show is uh, um, looking at reasons why. I mean, one of the biggest reason things that you need to look at when you're talking about person, whether it's a change of uh, a, a GM, a coach, player, coordinator, anything, is why that person left. Uh, he left. He left uh, uh, L.A. because of the change in just everything. Jim Harbaugh is bringing in all new people. They fired the head coach and changing everything. The reason he left uh, Dallas is because he had spent eight straight years there. They needed to make some kind of change. Jerry Jones is never going to blame himself. And it was contractually uh, foolish, stupid, dumb, any negative word that you can think of to get rid of Dak Prescott rather than Kellen Moore. So that's the reason that Kellen Moore left Dallas. I also think that Dallas wants a much more interesting discussion because if you compare the last year of the Calamore offense versus the Mike McCarthy offense, right? Yeah. Like that's the if, – if you want to give criticism for the hire, that's the year I'll give you. Not the Chargers year. That comparison's what I'll give you because the big thought process or what was coming out of that at first, the reason they fired more was – they weren't running the ball enough and they wanted to get the ball more in their running backs hands and be more balanced. Right. Because yep. Dallas was very, very pass heavy under Kellen Moore. Could and then how does he running the ball for them work out underneath uh, 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 Mike McCarthy? Exactly. But they also pivoted right. to a point where they were using a lot more motion. They were scheming up a lot more stuff for CD lamb in the slot and different stuff along those lines. Right. That's not to say that Callum Moore can't do that, but it seems like he just had a different offensive philosophy, albeit one that was very successful in my opinion. Yes, that's uh, from – so he was an offensive coordinator, uh, not with his his offensive coordinator history from 2019 to 2023, his rank in DVOA starting from 2019, 2nd, 24th, 4th, 14th, and 16th. And what I mentioned before is that it's good – that you're able to identify why those high high ranking or the high low the the high numbered rankings happen. He was 24th in 2020 because Dak was not there. He was 14th in 2022 because Dak was not there some of the time. Uh, obviously, it's not necessarily a, 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 he wasn't. It's not like he was not there the entire season. But you're able to identify those things. He was yeah. 16th in 2023, like we said, banged up offense, lack of talent, those kinds of things. So it's good. I mean, you can see the the years where he has a healthy a healthy quarterback the entire year, second and fourteenth. The years that he has a healthy offense as a whole, second fourteenth. Or wait, no. The years that he doesn't have a healthy offense, twenty fourth, fourteenth, sixteenth. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's nice. It's reaffirming, reassuring to be able to 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 understand why he had those bad years. It's not just like what the hell happened. It's not like right. Brian Johnson coming in here, dookie in the bed, and and being like, "Well, he everybody was ruthlessly healthy." It, it's, it's it's so this is objectively an upgrade from pretty much every stance. And on top of that, and to bring it back to uh, uh, to Vic Fangio, we're talking about people who have called plays before. Sean Desai no. never called a yeah. play. <laughs> Freaking uh, uh, Brian Johnson never called a play. Now we're getting people who have done this who have done this at a high level, who we have seen do it successfully. We're getting people who have uh, like actual actual experience doing that. I remember like when when uh, during during uh, uh, training camp, 
when people are like, oh yeah, we see Brian Johnson hanging out behind the line of scrimmage or no Brian Johnson on the sideline, watching the game from that side. So we can get comfortable there. We're not going to have to have that conversation. We know that Kellen Moore can do that. So again, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you objectively an upgrade on both sides. It now boils down to something that I think we alluded to, but I think it's becoming more crystal clear. That seat's a little bit more warm day by day for Sirianni. And I think these hires show that because he's getting guys that not only have play calling experience, not only have been around winning organizations, but have either been head coaches or have been in the running to be head coaches. He is surrounding and insulating himself with people that he can trust. Now, it's a lot different than what you might see from some other organizations. But ultimately, when you start having situations where coaches are surrounding themselves with people they trust and not taking chances anymore, that is a very, very big indicator of how that said person feels about their job security. And so so, so are you're saying that Nick feels secure? Is that what you're saying? No. Or no, you're saying the opposite. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, and to be fair, he shouldn't. There's right. no reason. No, that I, he no I, I agree. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But yeah, it's it's it, I, to me these feel like Howie and and Jeffrey things. These do not, this this screams Nick had no say in this. Okay. You 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 think so? I mean, if he had a say, it's like they said. Hey Nick, shoot me an email if you think uh, uh, if uh, some 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 names that start with consonants, uh, and and they're like, okay, we'll we'll start with that. Thanks for your input, friend. Yeah, I just I just see it as they're insulating him or he insulated himself, however you want to view it, with people that number one he can actually go to if if there is right. a situation where he's not going to flounder and the team's not going to sink. And then, if you really want to dive deep into it, the Eagles don't usually do this, but you have two options that could be interim head coaches if they decide to to make a, a quick change in the middle of the season. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. If things do go well for the Eagles this year, uh, Kellen Moore ain't going to be here for more than one year. No. Like, he he's immediately – I mean, this is a, a great – Shouts to Kellen Moore. That great, great move by him doing this. Like that's that's tremendous. Um, and speaking of 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 great great moves, uh, I don't know if you saw the name of uh, of the show uh, that I put up there. Uh, the cannibalism of the NFC East. The coaching cycle. The head coaching cycle is complete, baby. And oh yeah, <laughs> and. Daniel Quinn, Dan Quinn, old back. Not, not, not what I expected. Oh, I'll be, but I I'll be love it. Oh, I love it. Dan Quinn is the new coach of the Washington Commanders, and I could not be more ecstatic. Perfect, perfect. Why, why are you ecstatic? Because okay. I have a re, I have, I have my reasonings of why I like the hire, not love, like the hire. But I want to hear your for the commanders or like the hire from an Eagles perspective, commanders perspective. And but I I I want I want to hear your just total perspective on this. I'm a sadist. I'm a sadist. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um, Okay, so number one, 
uh, it's not Ben Johnson. That was the most beautiful thing, the most beautiful tweet. Uh, somebody tweeted out a uh, like a, uh, when it, it was like the day after the Lions got eliminated, um, and and somebody tweeted out that that uh, the report that uh, Ben Johnson was going to stick with the Lions because he wanted to win a Super Bowl. The implication there being that he couldn't win a Super Bowl with the two teams that were uh, still needed a head coach being the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington Commanders, which has got to be just a tremendous kick in the dick by uh, like that for the command be like, oh, God damn it. Like we got this new we got this new GM. Things are looking up. We got all the money to throw at people. Just a tremendous kick in the dick for the guy who's been sought after for a couple of years now by by teams to be like, we want this guy as our head coach for him to be like, uh, no, yuck, you goddamn sickos. Why would I go to you guys for them to feel that? And then like and, and not only that, they have a fir- they have the second overall pick in the draft. So now what we're looking at is that Dan Quinn, Dan, Dan Quinn, the quarter or the, the head coach of the 28 to three Super Bowl, that Dan Quinn, that same exact Dan Quinn is going to be the head coach that is going to have a hand while albeit not the heaviest hand, but have a hand in, in building a, a building and choosing a, uh, a, a rookie quarterback. Um, God, that's awesome. Because the other option uh, would be Bill Belichick, you know, the other head coach in that 28 to three Super Bowl. And they chose Dan Quinn. To me, universal win. Also, that's a huge step back for the Cowboys defense. God, it's go. They, 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 it's like they would have said to me that it's like they would have said, hey, who should be our head coach? Answer number one would have been me. Let me be your head coach. I'm a total dipshit. Let me be your head coach. Number two. How about how about that guy that uh uh got his mind broken as a head coach? How about that Dan Quinn fella? Hire him. And they oh like putty in my hands, baby. They did it. Oh, I love it. I like the Quinn hire for the commanders because to take it to a more uh objective viewpoint, ah. I think he, I I think he's a great leader, and I think that he can write this organization and get them on the right track. For me, the elevating it from like to love depends on what he does on the offensive side of the ball because I don't know who he's bringing in for his coordinator. I don't know who he's going to have working with the quarterback that they should pick with a number two overall pick. This type of hire makes me lean, okay, it'll probably probably be quarterback, but now it wouldn't be off the table in my eyes if they traded the pick and just went with Hal for another year. But right. I I I highly doubt it. I think it'd be stupid. But no, you don't. You don't it, get rid of a top five pick. No, it's just in, in, unless you already have a guy there. And I don't think right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Sam Howe prevents you from taking. I don't know, Caleb Drake May or Jaden Daniels. However, right. you fall on them. So it ultimately it comes down to who is running that offense, who is in the room, who's play calling, who's on that staff. You can't make the full decision on where that team is going to be until that side of the ball is figured out. Now, for the Eagles' perspective, this just continues the narrative that the NFC East just kills itself, right? The Giants have their own set of dysfunction going on right now. (laughs) The whole thing. Everything. Brian Dable is a damn tyrant. The The Eagles imploded. 
down the stretch and right. almost can their coach. They some somehow after all the drama that happened, they're probably the most stable organization in the entire division. <laughs> I know, right? Washington, <laughs> what? Yeah, that that's incredible in and of itself, right? Washington missed out on Ben Johnson because. Honestly, he probably just wants to be a coordinator in Detroit until he gets the perfect job. You have the leak that he wants like 20 mil per year. Who knows if that's true? But, but like, still, who cares about them? Like if, if Washington was like, well, right. obviously Ben Johnson didn't want to be there, but Washington could be like, you want 20 mil? We'll give you 25. It's it, they've got they've got it's it's an ownership group. It's not it's not Jeffrey Lurie paying the guy. It's an ownership group. You guys are a group. You got an infinite amount of money and they didn't do it. And it's beautiful. And then I guess to the detriment of the really the Cowboys, but also the entire <laughs> NFC East. The new head coach of the commanders knows their entire offense like like a book. He, I don't know who they have that can replace the same type of play calling and strategy that he had as a coordinator. And that head coach is probably going to be on the hot seat. So you don't really have a stable situation in this entire division. And it's kind of hilarious. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. But look, man, it's peak NFC East. Oh, yeah. It, it, you are lying to yourself if you ever think one of these teams is normal. None of these teams are normal. None, normal. none of these teams ever act normally, and they will never act normally. It's got it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh for um uh just for posterity's sake, uh Dan Quinn, his uh defensive DVOA for the three years that he was the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, uh in 2021, fourth in defensive DVOA. In 2022, fourth in defensive DVOA. In 2023, fifth in defensive DVOA. The guy, the guy was a great defensive coordinator. He's phenomenal, and he know he's he's gonna know how to fix that Commanders defense. I mean, how much faith do you have that Dan Campbell, uh, not Dan Campbell, Dan Quinn is going to have to? Uh, how, how much faith do you have in Dan Campbell? Quinn, God damn it. How much faith do you have in Dan Quinn fixing Emmanuel Forbes? Because mine's at zero, and I love it. It's not even about fixing. It's how do we use you in the right capacity? It Yeah, he's a good player, but there's a certain way to use a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, and quite frankly, the way the commanders did so last year was not the right fashion for him. I've been, I've been big. I'm trying to uh, bring back the word pipsqueak. Um, Emmanuel Forbes, absolutely a pipsqueak, and they just lined him up on AJ Brown so much that AJ Brown uh set a ball on his lap and got a uh, taunting penalty. Uh, that that's that's the Emmanuel Forbes. Oh, I, I I'm ecstatic about this. Like, if 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 Dan Campbell, Quinn, God damn it, why are there so many Dans with the same same sounding first consonant on their last name? If Dan Quinn has Micah Parsons. Uh, I'm for, I'm terrified. I'm terrified and rightfully. If Dan Quinn has has Deron Bland, I'm terrified and rightfully. Trayvon Diggs, I'm terrified rightfully. If he's got, uh, I don't know, a player on. It's uh, you see, you the, can't say that. It's so early to say that, right? Because uh, no, they have a ton of cap space. They can yeah. bring in. They can bring in edge rushers. They can bring in secondary help in the draft, like. 
you, until that situation is done in the offseason, remember, it's going to be year one. For Like, for example, right, I know they're not the beacon of success on the offensive side of the ball, but it took a year for Robert Sala's defense with the Jets to really take off. They were They were horrendous that first year because they had to get the right guys in the right spots. It happens all the time with defenses and new play callers on that side of the ball, new head coaches. It's probably going to take a year, but I'm very confident that that defense is going to be at least better in 2024. It's got to be better. I mean, it, there's they, they were bottom of the barrel. Well, no, Eagles were at the end of the season, but they were very close to the bottom of the barrel the entire year. But in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the NFL, if, if, if a division rival is picking a defensive head coach, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Fair. I'm all for no, it. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like, like make, make sure you're, you're, you're getting them guys that, that can do a stout defense and not score point on you like that, that I'm, I'm all for that. I, in offensive coordinator for them, I don't know who it's going to be. They're so late in the, uh, late in the system now. I mean, I, I don't know who they could get that would like strike fear in my heart. I guess we'll have to say. I don't I don't know what Eric Bieniemy's doing. I assume Quinn would get rid of Eric Bieniemy. I don't know where Eric Bieniemy will go. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But it's chaos. It's chaos, and I love it. Um, the other thing is that Dan Quinn has already uh, a tweet from Aaron Wilson. Uh, not familiar with Aaron Wilson, uh, but it's Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Uh, <laughs> commanders are expected to hire highly regarded Cowboys defensive passing game coordinator Joe Witt Jr. as their new defensive coordinator, and Dallas will be looking to replace him as well as Dan Quinn per league sources. So it's not just Dan Quinn, but it's their defense getting just the the leadership i mean their passing defense was good man like it, it not great but you get all these guys out of here I, I i'm i'm ecstatic about it i'm ecstatic about it who who do you think i i know i've seen uh potential um or who who do you think could be a a cowboys defensive coordinator who's even left vrabel I don't think Vrabel's taking a defensive coordinator job. I really don't. You think you think Vrabel and and Belichick are going to split a timeshare, go somewhere, hang out? If I'm going to be completely honest, I think Vrabel is going to take the year off and go the McCarthy route and get Lie a, about watching film. No, I'm just saying take a year off and uh, what do you call it? Get a. I mean. Rivera is probably a great option. That's a oh. that's a that's a that, that's a fantastic comment. But I think that Rabel, because if you really think about it, right, what incentive does he have to take a defensive coordinator job? I don't to think a, any. I think the idea would just be to stick around to okay. be to be in league circles. May, I mean, I don't know the connection that Vrabel has to anybody on the uh, Cowboys staff, but to just to expand a, a coaching circle, maybe. That's fair. I just see it as he had the Titans in the playoffs, I think, what, two or three of the past four years. For uh, one of those years, they were... Uh, 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 the one seed. seed. Yeah. Like, it was really like his first or second bad year this is a guy that has breeded success out of borderline nothing at times. 
he does not in my eyes he doesn't need to take the coordinator job now if he does in the right situation maybe dallas is that option now where there isn't that next success that next successor if things go sideways with mccarthy right if he takes over get, keeps that defense rolling and yeah let's say the cowboys flame out right now he's first in line so in that perspective i agree I just think in a general sense, I don't really see him taking over. Rivera is definitely another good option. There's no great ones. That's the thing, right? It's so, you said it's later in the process. This is one of the later teams that has to fill a coordinator job, right? We're we're, We're in February. The Super Bowl is next week. The combine is not, not far after that. You're almost directly in the middle of the scouting and draft cycle to try and hire a new coordinator. Now it's tough because coaches are starting to watch film and teams are getting their staffs together and everything along those lines. Um, and this might be, if you want to circle back to, to coordinator talk, but uh, you just mentioned something that, that kind of got my mind, my mind going with the uh, combine and everything. Um, senior bowl is this week. Personally, for me, the senior bowl does absolutely nothing. Like it, it just there's zero juice. It's like uh, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. It's like this is just the mark to the start of of draft season for I me. D- I I highly highly disagree. And I'm glad that you said that because is there anybody that you've seen video from that you're looking at that could be a good additions to the uh, the Eagles that would be at the senior bowl um I know that this year the biggest like there are some years where uh certain positions are better than others you've mentioned it before linebacker not necessarily being a high one with this draft class is there anybody that is at the senior bowl that could potentially be a uh, uh, a good um, a good addition to an Eagles team. So I'm going to pull up the name of the guy just so I fully, um, what do you call it? Get it, get it correct. Yeah. But this guy, I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Cause a lot of times Quinia- I'll say this Quinia- while, you're, while you're looking that up, the, a lot of times at the senior bowl, it's not, we're not talking like super high, draft capital kind of guys we're talking maybe like i mean they, i mean i i found the name this guy is uh Quin, quinion mitchell the, that's the uh, corner from yeah, toledo, toledo right toledo he has been from the videos I, i've seen on twitter shutting everybody down this week lockdown and it's it's pretty funny right because this is a guy that played a lot of zone great athleticism great traits but not a lot of press not a lot of man coverage not a lot of that at the senior bowl, he's been shutting down almost every wide receiver outside of Roman Wilson from Michigan right. a few times. If I were to key on in on one guy because of what the Eagles need, this is that guy. A guy that is a gamer. He has the versatility to play man and zone. The fact that he has the athletic traits to run with the best guys in the game, right? The ability to flip his hips. That's what I'm targeting, right? We, we've been on that page. Cornerback is a vital, vital need for this team. And I could have went another route, say a guy like Liatu Latu from UCLA as another edge if you're interested in bolstering that line because he kind of would give them something where 
maybe not the athletic freak that they have, but another technician that can just get to the passer and cause havoc. Right. Also, Roman Wilson, aforementioned, I think that he's more of a round two wide receiver the Eagles could target if they want that would be a phenomenal pickup in the slot to go with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. Those are the areas I'm probably looking at from here, corner and wide receiver. My 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 thought with getting a, a second-round yeah. wide receiver is that that person is probably going to want and probably, to f- be fair, get a they, – they would rightfully want, I should say, they would rightfully want a higher share of targets. And we're already talking about A.J., Devontae, Dallas Goddard. I'm th- if you draft a wide receiver in in the second round, we're talking that person's going to be a little bit more highfalutin than what I assume the Eagles probably have needs for. Also, given that it's not like the Eagles' second round pick is like in the 30s or 40s, we're talking the 50th overall pick in the draft. Well, you also have to remember this: during the draft, you're not just drafting for that season. Correct. You have you have to have that forward thinking process, right? Yeah. So if you get a guy like Roman Wilson or a guy like Devontae Walker from UNC or one of these guys that isn't the Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roman right. Jensen, top right. the, the top, top of the draft. Top four, top three, yeah. You're giving yourself insurance. That's fair. Because let's face it, if you don't address wide receiver and for whatever reason, I'm not saying that it is happening, but for whatever reason, the Devonta Smith negotiations fall apart. Well, guess what? Now, now you're not left holding the paper bag empty. Now you have two wide receivers, and can, you can easily go add a third. So it's a move in the short term to be like, all right, Jalen. All right, Kellen Moore. Now with this offense, you have two superstar wide receivers, a fantastic tight end, and now a third receiver we drafted for you. Because the best teams in the NFL have – more than three weapons. They have right. four, sometimes even five weapons that they can consistently go to. And considering some of the other needs, I'm not saying to draft a wide receiver in the first, maybe right. not even the second, but you want to draft a guy early enough where you know they're going to make an instant impact and they'll give you that insurance in case some of your other wide receiver options either fall off or you have to move on from them in future years. Yeah. I mean, cause at this point, I mean, we just wasted a year of AJ Brown uh, who has two more years left on his contract. I mean, genuinely, genuinely hoping for, and God damn it, it's got to happen soon. The uh, uh, Devonte Smith extension um, would be, I mean, just a tremendous thing. Um, as far as that goes, what, what is the, how, when we're looking at tight ends in this draft, um, not a strong tight end class. I know Brock uh, I Bowers, mean, is, gonna of be Bowers. Probably, is probably going to be a top, uh, probably a top uh, 15 pick Brock Bowers to be generous top 15. Um, and then there's the dude from, uh, uh, from Texas. That is like, I think people are putting as like their second best person. Not, a, these are not people that are in uh, that are at the senior bowl right now. These are, these are, yeah. those are two. Yeah. We're tied senior bowl. We're yeah. No. So, I mean, like, Bowers is one of the best players in the draft. From oh yeah, that's all, what I'm all saying. The, he's going to be all, a top top pick, top ten. He's going to be a top ten pick most likely. All the draft experts you read, he's just this 
he's George Kittle level type tight end, right? Yeah, unruly. According to PFF's draft board, uh, Jatavion Sanders is 62, and then the next tight end isn't even until 125. And yes, that's one draft publication's rankings, but this isn't the class to draft a tight end early. That That's more of like a round five, we're going to take a dart throw, or round six, we're going to take a dart throw type selection, right? Where, you know, you could also get creative. Like you have a guy like Johnny Wilson from Florida State, like a 6'6", just monster type player. Maybe that's a guy you draft where now you convert him into that tight end to where now you have him and Goddard playing next to each other. This is, I think it's more of a class where you're either taking a guy late or you're having to get creative with something at that, at that position, because right. it's simply, it's simply not as deep as other spots. Another guy I do want to mention though, is uh Jaheim Bell. He is, he's kind of shorter and lighter, but he's more of that move type back where you can play him at some tight end and some wide receiver and, Okay. Kind of have have some versatility. Now, my my thing about that, the reason that I bring up tight ends is because um, in 2018, when the Eagles uh, drafted uh, uh, Dallas Goddard, that was after uh, Zach Ertz' fifth year in the league. That was the that was the draft after Zach Ertz' fifth year in the league. Uh, the 2023 draft would be the draft after Dallas Goddard's fifth year in the league. Um, so I, and honestly, I thought last year that the Eagles were probably going to draft the tight end. Uh, they did not. I think that the chance of that happening this year is, I mean, obviously it's increased, but if that value is not there, man, I'm not entirely sure that I want the Eagles to draft a tight end. That's going to end up replacing Dallas Goddard to be one of those guys that you would convert. I would very much like a tight end that you draft to end up being the Dallas Goddard replacement to be like a tight end like I would like I mean Dallas Goddard was drafted in the second round yeah it it's kind of just a sticky situation and on top of that uh uh Kellen Moore likes to run 12 personnel it, it's going to be very interesting because unless you think like Calcaterra can step <sighs> up stole stole you know Sa- I mean Sa- Sanders would be a great option but are you taking a Jaheim Sanders in the second round? Or That's are you, what I'm are saying. You, it's, it's, are you it's, passing up just on more value there at other positions that the Eagles could use on defense? I mean, they're, they're exactly going, with with either their first round pick or the fiftieth pick, the the twenty second pick overall, or the fiftieth pick overall. Assuming that they keep those two picks, which is still, I mean, it's Howie Roseman who it's still incredibly up in the air. There's hell. There's a chance that they trade up to get uh, to the top ten and get Brock Bowers, which would be great. Uh, but it, like they're they're gonna pick a a, a tackle. They're gonna pick a tackle. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're with one of those two, it, it's just, it's just how it's going to be. It's also so early in the process where you could have, yeah. th- you could have three more tight ends emerge where right. now you're looking at it. It's like, all right, you know, now this class has four guys I'm comfortable picking between X pick and Y pick. Right. And then also when you get to that, you're also like, I mean, it's, it's not like we had the, uh, what was it last year? The ninth pick overall. Uh, it's not, or, or maybe 10th, it's 10th, 10th, 10th and then 10th. trade it up to ninth. It's, it's not like that where you get to set 
to set the tone. Like when you're talking about 22nd overall, you ha- all of a sudden you have to start playing the board. You have to start playing who like other teams, uh, like you, you have to start seeing who's available. So it's kind of a different situation than we've been in for the past two years, given that we don't have the multiple firsts uh, from uh, what was it? The Colts and then the saints. So it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a wonky situation, but again, it's a senior bowl. It, to me, this marks the beginning of this kind of like draft season when it comes to this kind of stuff. It just doesn't like when we're talking about some of the, like a fifth round wide receiver being from your boys, Southeast Missouri state university. It's like, well, that's not a whole lot for me. Those guys aren't very good. <laughs> my my whole thing is it's I think I consider it very important because this is where you see the guys that can contribute right away. This is where you see the first the first signs of all right, is this guy gonna be a good selection or a bad selection and really understand how that guy would fit. It's not the it's not the ultimatum to everything, but it's a very key part of the process and I think if you're a if you're a football fan, a, a diehard football fan, draft fan, this it's not something you shouldn't pay attention. Like it's something you should definitely look into and, and understand what's going on. This is where I kind of like start trying to familiarize myself with names. Right. That's that's kind of where I'm at with this. Fair enough. Um got 10 minutes left. Um I don't know about you. For me, this is a big, big, big. Did you have anything else on, on, on like Senior Bowl and kind of stuff? Because no. I was gonna go on to a uh, a tidbit of Super Bowl fun. Uh, oh, Super Bowl already. Okay, well, this is don't think of it like that because I'm thinking of the Super Bowl in an exact opposite situation. The Super Bowl has zero juice for me. I want everybody that's there to have a bad time. I want this Super Bowl. Why is the Eagles Super- fan that makes sense? This Super Bowl, this Super Bowl to me is Rams Patriots. This Super Bowl, I want this game to be three to twelve or whatever the hell it was. I want that. No juice for it whatsoever. What I have done is I've I mentioned this on Monday, tricked my stupid shit brain. This little the these it's not there's no ridges in there. It's smooth, man. There's nothing going on in there. So what I've done is I've tricked myself, Brandon. Okay, I should ask this first. Do you have any juice for the Super Bowl? I'm assuming the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, 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 absolutely. I have, I've, I have nothing. Why, like, why, why is that the case though? Because I hate, I hate these one hundred and six people that are going to be that are on these rosters. I, I the, the, I, I, Steve Spagnola can suck a fat one. Sean, uh, 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 Kyle Shanahan is a total dweeb who chokes in the biggest of moments. Neither of these teams won their championship game. They. The other teams that they played both lost them. Zay Flowers is a rookie, total dum dum. Uh, we've got uh, Josh Reynolds. Hey, guess what? Can't really catch the ball very well. We, we've got the. These are the reasons that these teams are in the Super Bowl, not because they won their games. So what I've done is I've tricked my brain. I've tricked my brain. Somebody's gonna lose. Somebody. You can talk about who's gonna win the Super Bowl, but we're focusing on somebody. One team is going to lose the Super Bowl. And when I say it like that, I'm back in. I'm all the way back in. That is I'm just such a way. negative mindset. Oh, that's where I thrive, baby. Such Give me the mud. Mindset. Give me the mud. Well, I live in the slop. I thrive in the slop. I'm just interested for narrative purposes. Like, I have my feelings of who I would prefer to win. But I'm not really like this... 
oh, I need one team to win and I need one team to lose, right? Now, if either the Ravens or Lions got to the Super Bowl, that's oh, a different I'm story. In. I'm right? all in. Yep. So if it's Ravens 49ers, I'm pulling for the Ravens. If it's all the way. If it's, you know, Chiefs, Lions, I'm pulling for the like all obviously, the right? Yep. I'm excited to see what Mahomes can do because I think this is I think if Mahomes wins this one, we're talking about one of the better runs in sports history, let alone football history. And I know I know you hate to hear that as the uh the show's a resonant Patrick Mahomes hater. But uh, 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 no, what I you know you can phrase it like that if you want to. <laughs> you can it like that. I'm just more of a big fan of uh, the system that the uh, that the Chiefs have in place, honestly, and how Patrick Mahomes is just a cog. Sure, sure, sure. What, what, yeah. what, whatever you want to say. But in all seriousness, on the other side of things, the 49ers winning means I, I don't. Quite frankly, I don't give a crap about the Brock Purdy narrative. The bigger narrative I'd focus on is Kyle Shanahan finally getting over the hump and <laughs> finally finally getting the ring. So you have the, you have those two dueling narratives. There is intrigue. I'm excited to see Isaiah Pacheco play. He's probably one of my favorite running backs in the league. He's so he's it, it, I I enjoy watching him just because it's hilarious. Like the like how how you think you think Chris Johnson the uh, uh, no no extra mo- like like he just like run he just glides and then you see you see uh, Isaiah Pacheco and he's like he's like the juggernaut chasing a little girl through a hospital. But yeah, I there there's there's a lot of stuff that I'm just excited to watch, and I'm just honestly as a football fan, I'm excited to watch two of the best, if not the two best teams in football play each other, but. I do see where you and a lot of Eagles fans are coming from. This is the hated. This is the hated 49ers versus the hated Chiefs. And outside of maybe the Dallas Cowboys, there aren't two teams that Philadelphia fans hate more. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation for you. So I understand where you're coming from, but hey, you're it, I get it. You're just being a hater. You're just it is hate. it is not a lose lose. It is a win win because one of these people is going to have a bad time, and I have this. How do you know uh, that? How how do you know that that it's going to be a bad time for for either of them? Because somebody's going to lose. You remember how you felt? Uh, I remember how I felt after after the Eagles lost last year. Somebody, one of the fan bases here is going to have this, and I I want to share this real quick. Um, <laughs> how do you not enjoy that nick bosa crying you're di- you're diabolical i am a sadist oh oh man oh. how do you not enjoy that nick both he's a dick he's a bad guy he's a racist guy oh yeah give me nick bosa crying baby oh oh that is good that is delicious why are your oh. eyes like that <laughs> are you good Ah, uh, man. We're going to get that. Oh, my God. All right. That's I, uh, I got I got nothing else, to be All honest. Right. So. Yeah. I, that's, 
That's where I find my joy in times like these. Um, Brandon has a new podcast. Uh, would you like to plug? Plug what? Your new show. Your new oh, show. Yes. You've been all over yes, Twitter yes, with your yes. new show. Yes. I thought you were referring to this podcast, and I got really, really confused. No, no, no. Your new show. Okay. Yeah, so uh, doing a new show with uh, my friend Jacob. Uh, we were formally doing the Let's Talk Next podcast, but hey, if you guys want to check it out, we're posting episodes here and there. Probably we'll have some Super Bowl stuff up, specifically some betting stuff. So excited to do that. And, you know, it's it's just fun, you know, talking with, with good friends about sports and really just trying to get this thing off the ground, see where it goes. But, you know, we're both really, really excited to do it. So, yeah. What's it called? Just another podcast currently. It's just another podcast. Just guys, another podcast. The the confidence, the confidence you guys came with with naming it is 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 just hey. steaming. Hey, it's tongue in cheek. It's tongue in cheek. Just another podcast. Uh follow Brandon on Twitter at BPOC24. He posts links to it. He posts clips. Go ahead and watch that. It's a lot of fun. I've watched them. It's good. I like Thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's fun. I I I specifically uh, enjoy you guys uh, talking about uh, the catastrophe that is the uh, that is the Jets. That's very the the absolute uh, just. I mean, dysfunction there is is very fun. You know, it's right up my alley, and it's why I'm so well equipped to cover disaster when it strikes here. Because you know, no, like like listen, it's not that common. You know, Philly fans will take the smallest thing and turn it into the biggest thing. But if we're completely honest here, compared to that team, the the other green and white team in the NFL, Sheesh. Eagles fans have it great. Eagles fans have it fantastic. I, I mean, that I I don't I don't <laughs> listen. I don't know how you are not how you do not embrace the chaos. I don't I don't oh, get oh, that. Oh, stop! I do, but, but I don't show it. How how are you how do you not just how do you not just relish how do you not just relish in other people's pain? Oh, I, I say that I, out loud not, when, I, when I ask that question out loud. I realize I realize how bad it is. I realize okay, wait a minute, I got some soul searching to do. Um, it's gonna come up empty, but at least I got to think about it. I'm not gonna <laughs> say that I fully don't, but I'm sure is I'm sure as heck not. At the level you are, you are, you are unmatched. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, just check out the podcast. Check out the Twitter. I'll be posting everything there. And uh, yeah, another great episode. Can't wait to, to be on next time. Awesome. Thank you guys very much for joining us on the nest and inside the Eagles live show. Uh, again, if you guys, if you, if you guys, if you guys want it, if you guys want it and you want it, you don't, don't act like you don't want it. If you want it and you do, rate the show five stars, preferably, preferably five stars. Uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't specify at the beginning of the show. And I realize now that I'm, I'm regretting that rate the show on Spotify and Apple. It is inside the Eagles on, on Spotify and Apple rate the show. Five stars, five stars, five stars, preferably five, five, <laughs> if please I'm going, okay, here's the deal. If we get to 50 reviews, I'm going to drink my, a cup of my own piss. Okay, that's the deal. Don't be an asshole and rate it less than five stars. If you're gonna rate it and make me drink my own piss, rate it five stars, please. Like I don't, I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much. I'll drink my own piss if we get fifty ratings. Don't make them bad. 
just make them good ratings. Please 50 of them and I'll drink my own piss. A thousand by the end of the season, uh, by the beginning of uh, the 24, 24 season and I'll, I'll eat my own shit. All right. That's where we're at. That that's what I got going for me. I got that. I'm going to drink my own piss, eat my own shit and watch grown men cry. Thank you guys very much for joining us this evening. Go birds.